check it out. Got myself a brand new phone. It's got all the features. Very snazzy. Tell me, what what you got on there? Well, it's got uh, as many Gs as I want. Oh, that's... So that's... just keep tapping the button. Oh, oh so you're not limited to four or five nope. G. You can, have a, you can tap it as many times as you like. And, until my finger gets tired, that's how many Gs I've got. And then I suppose you could use the other hand to, to I, keep yeah, tapping. Yeah, I, I could just cycle through all of my fingers. Oh, and wow. And maybe even I could peck it, I guess. That's a lot of Gs. So many Gs. I'm going to I can download the entire internet. Nanoseconds. Oh, wow. It's going to be so powerful. Also got some skits in there. Some skits? Some skits, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Check this out. This is everything I've been listening to. Oh. I've downloaded so much to listen to. Oh, and with that big widescreen screen, I guess you've looked at a lot of stuff. I've looked at a lot of things. I've I've even... It's even got games. I've played some things you on it. you played some things on it, too. I've played some things, too. Oh, heck. And check this out. Check out my background. <gasps> it's a couple of queer trans ladies. Oh, heck. <laughs> yeah, it's the latest from Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Ooh. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. It's two queer trans ladies. We talk about what we've consumed media wise in the week and do some voices and skits and things. That's us. How you doing? Ah! Ah! Try screaming titties. <laughs> To get your face right in there, it'll muffle the sound. It really does. <laughs> it needs a pillow. Have some screaming titties. Oh goodness, it's it's been a busy week. <sighs> it's been a long one. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Oh, are you guessing? Because I finally wiped out the whiteboard yeah. that has had old instructions written on it for about a year now. I'm pretty sure it's longer than a year. I'm pretty sure it's about. Mm. Gender Euphoria pitching was on there And I think that was on there from r- roughly when Uncomfortable Labels came out So nearly t- like a year and a half to two years Yeah, I was going to say Because Liam had written on it as well Yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's been a very long time since anyone's been in this house Yeah, yeah uh, Shall we start with what we've played this week? Yes What have you played this week? Well, I've played some more Deep Rock Galactic So have I, I played Didn't a bit of that with you for that? Yeah, I'm about to be able to promote my first uh, character. You're on like your third now. Or... I am. Um, I'm like 15 <laughs> levels into my third character. <laughs> well, I get to do my promotion missions next time I have time to play that game. Yeah. I'm excited. Aww, it's It's heck. been fun. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm liking those two new areas now. Those are really pretty. Yep. We fought some of the new uh, big monsters. New, yep, two of the new dread, or both of the new dreadnought types. Yeah, yeah. So there's one that's like two separate things as one dreadnought. Yeah, and they'll you heal pop each the egg other and up. The, yeah, they'll heal each other up, and they're they're incredibly dangerous. Yep, and then there's one with the glowing weak spots that to get the shields yeah. down, and then the, you've actually got to start attacking it itself. <laughs> They're all, I, fa- I found another one today. I uh, found Ooh. did a level that I'd never done before, a haunted level. <gasps> Ooh. So you know the uh, I think they're bulk exploders or bulk detonators, mm. the ones that like leave huge craters. What if that was a ghost, and what? you couldn't shoot it, and it followed you all the way around the level, and it just launched things at you and attacked you constantly? <gasps> what if that was a ghost? <laughs> it's. It's terrifying. I had to Google it because I was like, I don't know what to do. 
Was there a, 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 an obvious solution once you knew? Yeah, I ran away. Ah, just just don't fucking try. Don't, don't try. I, I was on a mining mission as well, so it was like, I I need to look for the Morkai. I need to find the Morkai. <laughs> no help. It's it, it didn't help that it killed me twice before I'd even looked it up on the thing, and Bosco's only got two revives, so ah. that was less than ideal. But the two new levels are absolutely beautiful. I really enjoy them. Um, Very even if there is plants that will just stab the crap out of you. Yeah, that one we did together with the plants that stab the crap out of you. Very aesthetically pleasing mm. uh, design. Lots of very cool scenery plants. And yes, stuff. there's some. There's both of them very, very beautiful areas, um, and like some sort of nice gl- glowing low-level stuff. It's really pretty. Yeah. What about you? Have you played anything else? Ah, uh, the main thing I've been playing this week is I've been playing a bunch of Persona Five Strikers, which was sort of presented to me as being Persona Warriors. Well, it is. Koei Tecmo, right? Yeah, it's it's Atlas, the people who made Persona, with uh, Koei Tecmo and specifically um, Omega Force, I think they're called the 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 team that did like the Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity and Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, basically, they made a Persona game, and I went into this expecting like, hey, this is going to be like Hyrule Warriors. It's going to be a Warriors game that you slapped a very faithful coat of paint onto that will have occasional cutscenes basically to justify continuing to be here and then throw me more waves of thousands of creatures. Mm. This is not what this is, and I like what this is, but like I had a completely wrong perspective on what to expect. Mm. This is Persona 5 2 in all but name. This is just like a full-on sequel to the JRPG. It's not as long. The RPG was like 100 to 120 hours. This is like 60 hours. Um, But the amount of time spent doing visual novel story and JRPG leveling up and not combat stuff is more than half the game. It's about the same percentage as was in Persona 5, where Mm. you'll do probably about three hours of story, two hours of solid dungeon crawling gameplay, three more hours of story, two more hours of dungeon fighting. That's sort of the pace of it. Mm. Um, I was really surprised how much of actual Persona 5 was intact here and how much... If you showed me like an hour-long segment that wasn't during one of the fighting bits, I would just have believed, okay, this is just a Persona 5 sequel. Mm. Um, it assumes that you've played the original Persona 5. It does nothing to explain who these characters are or why they know each other or what any of their deals is. It's just like, we're going to assume you know who they are, but it's like, hey, hey, remember what happened in Persona 5? What if more of that was going on? Road trip, let's go fix it. Um, the uh, they, They've managed to keep a lot of it intact. Um, you don't have the the sort of daily planning management stuff going on. Largely, the plot dictates when time moves forward, rather than you having big spells of, it's completely free time, what do you want to do? Um, And the building up your relationships with other characters has been replaced with you have general friendship points you have earned that you can spend on um, specific level ups from a grid, rather than one specific to each character. But like, all of the user interface is identical, the narrative pacing is identical, the um, the environments from the original Persona 5 are there completely intact. It It's a Persona game 
that just happens to every now and then be kind of a Warriors game. And even then, it's never quite the numbers that you'd normally see in like a, you know, Hyrule Warriors where like, I'm on a field and there's a thousand things in front of me. It's usually more like, I encountered an enemy on the overworld and started a random battle. Um, There's maybe a hundred to a hundred and fifty enemies uh, that I now have to fight. And you've got your sort of light and heavy attacks as you'd normally have in a in a Warriors game. Mm-hmm. But at any time you can hold down the right bumper to bring up a turn-based battle menu that spends your uh, your magic points. Mm. Um, and that's basically it. You have light attack, heavy attack, switch characters, and every time you switch to a new to a different character, they get a temporary uh, damage boost. So you're encouraged to sort of swap between the party. You have gun. Gun is an option. You can just shoot things. Many uh, people are allergic to gun. Many people are allergic to gun. Gun is a common weakness. Pixies are weak to gun. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, as someone that enjoyed Persona 5 and whose main complaints about that game were some of its occasional grossness in terms of, like, um... Unpleasant handling of LGBT th- themes in a couple of places, and occasional gross sexualization in places. None of that so far in this Ooh. one. Uh, I, I'm like 12, 13 hours in. I've just finished the second dungeon. So far, it's been pretty chill, which is nice. It, it has avoided a lot of the tropey stuff I usually expect from Atlas. Tune in next week to find out how bad it's gotten. I mean, that's very possible, but um, yeah... Yeah, if you if you want a Persona Five sequel, and you're you're cool with the JRPG combat being replaced with action combat, that's like it's definitely a faster pace and a bit more chaotic, but something along the lines of the Final Fantasy VII remake, where it's like do the action combat mm-hmm. and then hit the button to do your turn based thing and then yeah. get back into action combat. Mm-hmm. This is one of those, and it pl- it's really fun to play. Nice. Um, it has its own self-insert character, as Koei Tecmo likes to do, where they insert their own character who's the real hero. Yeah. Uh, I like this self-insert. This this self-insert they have is engaging and doesn't feel too forced in. They feel in fitting with the characters of the base game, which is nice. It's not like original Hyrule Warriors with that blue magician girl who felt very wedged in. She was squeezed into several things in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I, 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 I tried streaming some of it. People enjoyed the stream. It's not a game I could stream the whole way through because so many big chunks of it are just, let's just sit and watch a story for 40 minutes. Yeah. Which is not like, terribly transformative. Indeed. I'll I'll just I'll come back when it's time for me to talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's fine. It because that the fact it's bad for streaming has meant it's just my not work game for a bit. Mm-hmm. Which I need one of those every now and then. Yes. What about you? What else have you played this week? I played some Vader Immortal on the Oculus. Oh yeah, tell us about that. It's got some quite monumental loading times. Yeah, there's at a, least to start with. This is that Star Wars episodic thing. I believe so. We had episode one downloaded on the quest, so I was like, oh, I'll give that a go. Not tried that before. Um, yeah, as I say, like there's like loading to get into the titles, and then there's quite considerable load loading to start the game, and after that, it's fine. Hmm. It's it's all pretty quickly streamed. Um, 
basically you are a smuggler, you have a, a droid called Zoe, and you are captured by uh, an uh, Imperial Star Destroyer oh. in a gravity well, and they take you down to Mustafar, and they put you in a cage, and you're told to open this box, and you open the box, and it's like, oh, you're the one that Vader's been looking for for generations. <sighs> Good good luck now, and then you have to escape. And at one point, you get a lightsaber, and that's pretty all right for for the couple of seconds you get to use it. Um, you get it, and and you can um. So you like immediately pick it up. It's like oh, now you have to fight a, a training droid. Yeah, with like a laser sword, oh, a, like a vibro blade or something. It's like okay, you're right, yeah, slashy, slashy, slashy. Yep, okay, you're telegraphing all of your moves. Cool. You have the same attack pattern every time. That's fine. Well done. I get. I get the point of this. And then I do the thing where I sort of just jab you repeatedly in the face with the with the pointy end of the, the, the lightsaber, because <laughs> it's not about defending myself. It's about just getting collision detection. I have, <laughs> I have poked the thing into you. Therefore, you're going to take hits. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a very practical form of of uh, sword fighting, but. It works in video. Most video games that have some kind of sword fighting. <laughs> Just gonna point this at your face and wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. That's enough. Um, yeah, and then there's like a, a couple of scenes where you've got to blast, uh, like blast a fire back at stormtroopers. Yeah, and there's uh, like another big fight later on where you have to fight a bunch of things. They'll just period. Oh, you've defeated one. Here, have another one. Here, have another one. Here, have another one. And across the other side of the room, somebody else is fighting a bunch of these things as well. Ah. Cool! And that's it. That's the end of the thing. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I mean, the plot was okay. I'd be interested to know what happens next, but I suspect that only the first part was free. I suspect so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I will say, I think the n- no lightsaber thing will ever be cooler than super hot VR using a sword to cut a bullet in half. Mm. I think that's going to ultimately be cooler than anything any Star Wars game ever does. Probably? Yeah, just, oh, there's a bullet. <sighs> ah, cut, cut it in half. I definitely did it with a, uh, with a, a like a, a, a knife, but I don't think I ever used a sword in, in super hot. Oh. But yeah, um... <laughs> It was. It's fine. Bit sicky. Yes. Especially the bit at the beginning where you're on a ship with like an entirely glass front. It's like, huh? Okay. Excuse me. Yep. I'm just gonna look at the floor. Zoe, you fly the ship. <laughs> I need you to press a button. Okay. I'm not looking out the window. It's very pretty out there, but. Oh. And then one fine point. I I think it's it's a glitch or a bug. Oh god. I found this yes. pipe that I just gripped onto thinking it was going to do something, and I went to sort of move it, like jiggle it up and down, and the whole world just jiggled up and down. And I was like, oh! You found an accidental I-can-rotate-the-world pipe. I can move the entire world up and down just by holding onto this pipe. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not a We should fight. probably let the, the developers know about that. That seems Maybe, not correct. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I played some of that. That was yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience. It was nice to see Star Warsy stuff in 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 VR. Darth Vader's not that tall. No, I'll be honest. He's no. only about like an inch taller than me, including the helmet. So, <laughs> like, come on, this was this didn't feel nearly as intimidating as perhaps it was supposed to. <laughs> what about you? Have you played anything else? 
Uh, I've not really played anything else this week, uh, but the, the the closest I've got is a done things this week. Ooh. I've been repairing Joy-Cons. Yeah, you have. I, I have a bunch of Joy-Cons that have drift and I've not been using because they have analog stick drift, which is a thing that happens on Joy-Cons. <laughs> and, and, and you can only buy new ones so often. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, particularly when, like, I want a pair of blue ones. No, I don't want a blue and a red. I want both blue. Mm. Um, so I finally bit the bullet and was like, I've heard that it's not too expensive or uh, to buy replacement analog sticks for the Switch and that it's not too complicated to fit them. And considering that most of my Joy-Cons are currently in an unusable state anyway, it's not like I'm going to lose anything... Um, I have some knockoff ones that I can use if the worst comes to the worst, but I was like, fuck it. So I went on Amazon and bought for, for I think, about 10 quid. I bought a pack of four analog sticks and was like, And right. a driving screwdriver. Uh, and a driving screwdriver. Um, and was like, right, let's, let's learn to do the thing. Um, surprisingly easy to fix Joy-Con analog sticks or to replace them entirely. Mm-hmm. Um... The right analog stick is definitely easier than the left analog stick. If you're someone who's looking to start practicing do- doing analog stick repairs on your Joy-Cons, start with the one on the right, uh, because the only ribbon cable you'll need to fuck around with is the new ribbon cable on your new analog stick. Yeah. Um, the left one requires a couple of other ribbon cables to be removed and reseated. Um for some of the other buttons just to get to the analog stick, which is a bit more awkward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the analog stick basically just comes as an analog stick on a square with a ribbon cable at a right angle coming out of it. And mm-hmm. you, 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 you undo some screws, you take the battery cover off, you undo some more screws, carefully sort of hold the thing open with like, <laughs> you end up holding it so that like, you've got the base of the like controller in the middle look. of your hand. Uh, sort of flipped open like a little book because there's ribbon cables attaching part of it yeah. that you've opened. The battery's sort of on the palm of your hand, like or down your wrist, because that's been removed from its case, but is still wired up. Right. Um. So you've got like three parts in your hand while you try and do the screws. That's that's the fiddliest part is working out a stable position to hold all three bits in your hand while you work on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I kind of fucked up the first one that I tried to do purely because I jammed the ribbon cable in too deep. Yeah, so the 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 replacement analog sticks had a slightly longer ribbon cable than the original ones, which led me to think I hadn't plugged it in properly. So I sort of forced the ribbon cable slightly further than I needed to, and it you did didn't not break work. The controller. You well, just exactly. The jo- yeah, the the the, the replacement stick. stick. So that's why I recommend doing the right Joy-Con first because if you fuck up anything with that, all you're really likely to do is break the £2.50 analogue stick that you were trying to fit, and mm. you can take it out and replace it with another one. Mm-hmm. Left analogue stick uh, has more... You're, you're moving things around that you that are part of the Joy-Con itself that you can't replace so easily. Yeah. Um, so like once, once you've done the first one, you're like, yeah, I, I successfully did this. Now you're probably ready to to fuck around with the other ribbon cables. Mm. Um, but yeah, I felt real proud of myself. You should do. I I got working Joy Cons again. Yeah, you do. 
Who knows? I might get back into playing on my Switch after years of being like, uh, <laughs> I've, I've broken and I can't be asked to send it to Nintendo. Well, now, if it happens again, I can fix them for you. Uh, I still okay. have one remaining little analogue stick, should yours break again. I've got one spare in a little bag. So the right one finally goes. Yeah. Well, that's 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 what I did. I, I, I repaired all my Joy-Cons so that, A, I can use them to play Persona 5 Strikers, and B, when I do speedrunning stuff again, I won't have to wrestle with a controller that isn't doing quite what I tell it to, which is definitely not helping with speedruns. And you can justify buying those new um, Skyward Sword HD. Honestly, that's 90% of <laughs> why I did this, is I was like, those new Skyward Sword Joy-Cons look really nice, and I know that they're going to start drifting, and I don't want to get in a situation where I have really nice Joy-Cons I can't use because they've drifted. Mm. So I was like, I'll practice on all these ones. So that I, I can am ready. Exactly. <laughs> if my Skyward Sword Joy Cons go, I can just replace the analog sticks and be done with it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Did you play anything else this week? Um, I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber, mostly for exercise purposes. Yeah. Maybe one track. I play Rum and Bass over and over and over and over it's again. It's a good track. It's the best track on there, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's my feelings anyway. Um, I'm still being a bit careful about playing Audio Shield because that's how I fucked my back up last time. Oh no! Like, I'd love to play more Audio Shield, but A, we don't have many tracks on there, and B, I really hurt my back doing that a few weeks ago, to the point where I could barely walk for about a week. So, Well, I'm glad that Beat Saber has been better. Uh, I mean, it's less energetic, certainly, but it's, it's still, still, still good. Yeah. I'm still working up a sweat. Yeah, that's the important thing. Got to keep the heart moving. Exactly. I like it when your heart moves. Can it keep doing that? Please? I would like it to continue, but it's a bit shit. So, hey, hey. Okay, it's kind of a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what beat around the bush. <laughs> I love your heart. It's perfect, but it's also not perfect, and I would like it to do better. Heart, <laughs> do better. <laughs> that's your school review, heart. Yeah. Must do better. Uh, have you played anything else? Um, uh, the only other thing I've been playing is more Bowser's Fury. Um, I finished the story mode in there, and I now have like half of the the content still to go see. Um, I really like Bowser's Fury. Um, one thing that I really like that it did, which is um, so th- I talked about this a little bit last week. There's this whole mechanic where every now and then Bowser shows up and sort of uh drives up the tension because you know starts lobbing fireballs at you and uh thunderstorms start and everything Mm. um as you get closer to the number of shines that you need to go do the final battle the amount of time before bowser comes in like comes back to fuck your shit up again gets shorter and shorter so it's like ah, i got a shine i scared him away Oh, it's been two minutes and he's already back. Uh, and like the final five shines that you do before that final fight, he just doesn't go away. You Ooh. stop being able to scare him away. And that, I considering this is a sort of open world setup where you could go do any level in any order, I liked that as a solution because it meant that no matter which levels you left for last, they would have the feel of, oh shit, we're at the end of the game, everything's mm-hmm. getting really dramatic. Yeah. Um which I think worked really well in in lieu of having a specific final level that takes you to the boss. Yeah. Um, that game's that game's really charming. Don't know if it's if, if you if you've already completed 3D World. I don't know if it's worth picking up just for Bowser Fury, but Bowser's Fury is real good. Mm-hmm. What about you? 
Uh, I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's everything. Well then, time for this. Right, right, right. Another meeting of the BBC editorial department. Uh, we've been getting complaints recently about our coverage of transgender people. Well, you're not being harsh enough. Well, apparently some people want us to be perish the thought less harsh. Think of the children, sorry. I know, think, of the, think of the children, it indeed. It just came out of me. So, so we've had complaints suggesting that, um, you know, we're supposed to be impartial with, the, with you know, the national broadcaster. Absolutely Impartiality. Impartial. We are the most impartial. So... That was a, there was a letter we received from someone claiming that oh bloody letters oh I know bloody letter writers suggesting that when we had people who don't like trans people on a report about trans people and uh, no trans people on that report oh I will be having bloody that, that that's biased that is that, exactly they're biased to be pro trans people exactly. because they're trans therefore, exactly therefore we would we would be biased if we showed their viewpoint exactly the only unbiased thing to do is to show the people that hate them and not them. Exactly. Much, much like, uh, I've been speaking to some of our other editorial departments, I yes, think yes. that, um, you know, for every news story now, we should get on people that hate the thing but not the like the thing, because liking things is bias. Exactly. I mean, you know, you've got to get some posing views in there. You know, we're reporting on the news... And then also we're getting someone who hates the news, and then they're just blah, 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 blah. I suppose, hmm, maybe that's not such a good idea. That would mean that whenever the, uh, the conservative were on TV, we would have to get someone who hates the conservatives and give them airtime. But that's not the same. That's, what, what that's if, not yeah, bias. Yeah, but with that, we can dive more to the right wing. What if we just had that lovely Farage fellow on again? Oh, that lovely fellow. <laughs> Sorry, I just nearly threw up in my mouth there. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> of course not. You love the fellow. Lovely fellow. Char <laughs> Charming fellow. <laughs> well, then, this seems like a very, very productive meeting of yeah, the unbiased the, BBC. The most unbiased. The, the, the unbiased broadcasting, broadcasting corporation. That's what they'll call us. The UBBC. <laughs> Mm, yeah, so yes. I've uh, I've been working on uh, this. You know, remember that like virtual pets were very popular. Oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah, they were very popular in the in the in the in the late nineties, and then again in the two thousands. I think they do a resurgence, probably. Exactly. Now a lot of people found that Furbies were not the best step up from a Tamagotchi's. They're just a little bit on the uncanny valley. I there. don't know what you mean. The internet has latched onto making them very long. I think that that shows that they think they're cute. Exactly. Maybe they think there's been a, a long time and maybe we should get the Furbies back again. I would be well be having this. What it, have you got in mind? Well, what if... No, we, we try to make it less creepy. What if we just had a small ball with a little digital face on? It's got to be your pixely because Retro's back in again, Oh, of course. I see, I see. And then she's got little glowing cheeks. Is this like if you put fur on a BBA, I'm guessing? Um, maybe not fur, just a sort of plush, no, not a oh, sort of just hair. Yeah, yeah, I'll What say. if Baymax was a ball? That would be adorable. Yeah, yeah. that's what we'll call it, adorable. And you have to feed it and pet it, otherwise yeah. it'll die. But you, you put Furby at the start, because brand recognition. Furby adorable. F yeah. Yeah, 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 
Okay, the new Fedora ball from Furby. It's got to be better than Shelby. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think that's, uh, that's probably a thing. So, um, remember we used to have to feed it, so we'll make it... F- we'll, we'll, you'll have to feed it. Well, uh, uh, pet it and play games with it, because you can play lots of games on the ball. Yeah. Uh, you'll follow the trend of all the kids' toys these days. Yeah. If we're feeding it, it's got to poop. Oh, yeah. So, well, do we do we fill it up with poo at the factory? Well, I suppose there's something we could do. We could attach all of the all of the toilets into a special trough, and then it pumps the balls full of shit. And then they, if they want to buy a new one, they can get a new sack of shit, and they just fill it back up. Get mum and dad to help you with that one, because you know, E. coli. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, you know, just fill fill the shit bag up with shit again. Otherwise, it deflates and dies. Oh no, oh, it no. shit itself to death. Oh no, you don't want it to die. No, you don't want it to die. Otherwise, mum and dad will have to buy you another one, or other parents, I suppose, or guardians. Or if you're an adult, maybe you'll go, oh, do them in different colours and collectibles, oh. and everybody will want them then. Yeah, they'll be like they'll be like Beanie Babies. Everyone will want to collect oh, one. Make them the same material as Beanie. Babies and we'll put really creepy eyes on them, <laughs> but also they shit and die. <laughs> well, I think that's the best thing. And the Furby Adorable will be available at a store near you coming summer 2021. <laughs> so, huh, what have you put in your eyes? What have I put in my eyes? What have you uh, put in your eyes? I've started watching an anime called Mob Psycho 100. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. You had a bad episode too, right? You had a bad episode too. I've persisted with it. I'll get to that in a second. So the general premise is that this is an anime made by the guy who did One Punch Man, which is the anime about the person who is so so very powerful. He's that OP as fuck. He's OP as fuck and nothing is rewarding to him anymore. It seems this guy's whole thing is making stories about characters that are very, very powerful, but but is usually the thing. It's like, so powerful, but... Uh, this one is about a, uh, a a school a school kid who is an incredibly powerful psychic, uh, psychic person mm-hmm. uh, who tries to keep his powers in check um, by sort of keeping his emotions in check and being very sort of like, I will not use my powers for ever for personal gain or against people. Um, but there's this whole gimmick where during the show, the show, the more a certain like certain emotions get pushed, a little percentage meter starts going up on screen. Mm-hmm. And if a certain emotion becomes so big that he can't keep it in check, that's when all his powers start happening. Oh heck! Um, so you've got this constant little through line narrative going where you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Oh, it hit a hundred percent. Uh shit's gonna go down um really interesting little story episode two is kind of shitty um uh, the short version there's a completely unnecessary haha isn't it funny that these these male people are in dresses thing um i have been assured there is nothing else like that in that show after that point um I, I've had this show recommended to me so many times by so many people that I was like, I feel up to it. Let's push through and 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 assume they're right, and then nothing else happens. Let's let's see. And and as many of them were trans or non-binary. Yeah, several several trans and non-binary people were like, y- "You're that is a totally valid criticism. Stick with it." 
I was like, okay, this many trans and non-binary people telling me like it's worth it to stick with it. Fuck it, I'll 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 give it that one and I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm on like episode six. I 100% understand why people were telling me to watch it. Yeah. Um, like with that with that one bit of grossness aside, it is a really thoughtful show. Um, it has like six episodes in. It has already dealt with, um. The mentality behind how cult leaders start religions. It has dealt with um, people going to extreme lengths to feel special. Mm. Um, it has dealt with it, it's it's touched on a lot of really interesting stuff already, while also being really funny and gorgeously animated. Its fight scenes are phenomenal. Mm. Um, it's. Its intro is beautiful as well. Its little uh, intro theme song and a uh, bit of animation that goes along with it is goddamn gorgeous. Um, yeah, I, I'm i not hugely far in, but this creator clearly has a talent for what if we made a character who was ridiculously overpowered but made them interesting? Mm. Um, and I am really engaged with this story, so I will persist with it. In spite of the fact that ha 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 hairy legs, you're not a girl, happened for like twenty seconds. Uh, the fun game you get to play as a trans person of how long is it going to take for a thing to be shitty, and how willing am I to put up with that having happened? Yeah. How about you? What you watched this week? Uh, I have been watching a lot of uh, a show on YouTube called uh, Transformers: The Basics. And mm-hmm. they will basically go, or ha, and yeah. they'll go through various characters. So it'll be like, this is the Optimus Prime episode. We're going to talk about the Diaclone figure and where, where like, Transformers started, like, right from the, the very beginning. And who named that person, and who named that character, and why. And what incarnations have they had through various comic book mm. iterations, all of the TV, different TV series. Uh, films and so on and so forth like how many different toy variants have there been what are their relations to other characters and I've watched uh, maybe about 20 of them at this point so it's been really interesting because I'm somebody who was kind of into it as a kid way back in the 80s and then like periodically going oh I'll just get some Transformers because Transformers are kind of cool like I never watched Beast Wars but I had uh, a Beast Wars Megatron and a Beast Wars Optimus Primal. I have... I think I had a few Armada toys as well at some point. Hmm. I've currently got, like, the knockoff Masterpiece Soundwave and a bunch of stuff from... Um, War for Cybertron? War for Cybertron it? Siege. Mm, yes. Um, I've been thinking about getting a couple of the Earthrise things. Yeah. Oh, you got that cool one the other day. I've got Astro Train. Astro Train. It's so good. It's a spaceship and a train and a robot. Yeah, but fuck the robot. Because it's a spaceship and a train. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I've transformed it back to the robot once since I got it. I mean, the rest tra- of the time it's spaceship like, and train are the two coolest spaceship, forms. Train. Spaceship. Train. Spaceship. Train. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even a huge amount between transforming the two. It's just like, well, look at the train now. Now look at the spaceship. No, no, no. It is. It is my favorite of your Transformers by a long shot. <laughs> also, it's purple. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I realize I own quite a lot of Decepticons, but 
more purple, please. Yeah. I like purple. That's a good color. And, then, and mm. you know, it's not like I follow much of the series apart from well, for Cybertron. Although I've recently found out what, what the next part's going to be. Yeah. Because we had Siege and then we had Earthrise and next we've got Kingdom. And I'm like, oh no, they're doing Beast Wars again. Ah. Do you not want them to do Beast Wars? I'd, oh. I mean, the Beast original, like, I don't know the plot of Beast Wars. Well, not very much anyway, but like, and I, I like the toys. I had an Optimus yeah. Primal. I, I had a Megatron. Um, those toys are all right. Wasn't ready to see them come back. Yeah. I see they're doing a Black Arachnia toy as well. So I guess they're bringing in a lot of the, the, the um, Beast Wars generation stuff. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll be fine. It will probably be fine. So far, the show's been very good. I don't see no. that. 180ing. I hope not. I um and also like this is the last part, so it's a trilogy. This is the this is the end of the energy. Yeah. Well mm, I'm curious to know how they're gonna wrap this up. Very yeah. curious indeed. But yeah, I've been watching lots of that. What about you? Anything else? Uh I'll double check, but I don't think I've really been watching much else. It's been a it's been a quiet week on that front for me. Ooh. Um uh, I watched the Nintendo Direct that happened. Oh yeah, I watched that since we last had one of these. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Apparently, that's not what the internet thinks of it, but I enjoyed what? it. Yeah, apparently the internet um not interested in Pyra and Mithra being Smash fighters. They're like, where's Crash Bandicoot? I'm like, I saw people complaining about Pyra and Mithra being like, oh, yet another Xenoblade character. I'm like, that's. A second Xenoblade character. We had Shulk, and now we have Pyro and Mithra. Um, I'm like, this is a Nintendo first-party property. Like, a Nintendo exclusive that has two characters. I don't think that's overkill. Yeah, how many Fire Emblem Room characters have we got now? Yeah, most Nintendo properties in Smash have at least two fighters. I'm guessing it's got something to do with the fact that, obviously, with the first season pass, we saw a lot of... Characters from the outside place. I mean, we've already seen a lot of characters from the outside place in the new season pass. Steve from Minecraft and Sephiroth have been in the season two season pass. Yeah, but we want Master Chief and Crash Bandicoot. There's still three more characters to announce. Yeah, but we want Smash Smash Bandicoot. Yeah, but here's the thing. They want to put another Nintendo character, and if they put them at the end, everyone would be like, that's such a letdown. Why is that the final character of the season pass? Etc. Like, look, look. They've learned. They've probably learned from season one's pass. Put your third-party exclusives at the end so that you leave on a high note. Hey, I like Pirate and Mithra's characters. I'm excited for them to be Smash characters. Screw you, internet. <laughs> um, no more Heroes Three. I am excited for that game. I'm glad it has a release date. The footage looks rough. I'm hoping it's YouTube I that's compression. Just how that looks. I, I'm hoping it's YouTube compression because it looks worse than I expected Okay. in some weird ways. And I don't know whether it's because they've got film grain filtering over it, which YouTube does no, not like. Does not. Uh, I, I suspect that might be something to do with it. Um, I'm excited for Skyward Sword HD. Project Triangle. Project Triangle strategy. Yeah. Uh, I love it theoretically. I tried playing the demo. It's way too hard for me. That may be because they've thrown me into the middle of a demo uh, that is admittedly very hard. Yeah. Uh, with no context. But I like the concept. Um, 
I'm mainly just, I'm excited for Skyward Sword HD. I like Skyward Sword a lot. I would like to try it again. It's one of my favourite Zeldas. The control is that hopefully I won't have to constantly put down upside down on the table every yeah. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I've got to I've got to get out of bed where I'm playing on my on my fucking Wii and and find a flat surface to put this on. <laughs> yeah. I've I've never seen a Switch game where motion controls have required you to do that, so I think we're I think we're gonna be good. I know there's been like one thing. It's been like, can you just put them down for a second? Sure. Yeah. Um. I'm excited for that game to to get new lease of life because I like it very much. Yeah. Uh. And Splatoon three looks really good. I was more excited at the start when it looked like it was gonna be a Splatoon spin off third person action game. I I have a lot of questions about Splatoon three. Yes. Like I looked at it and I, and I like like you. I was like, oh, they're going to do something new with the Splatoon franchise. Yeah. And then they didn't really show any gameplay, and I was left thinking, well, what is this offering me that isn't already in Splatoon two? Well, I'll... apart from perhaps they'll be bringing back the the big competitions weekly or well, whatever. Have, having played the original Splatoon and Splatoon two, there were there. There was a lot of changes in terms of like uh, the way the game was balanced, the way the game was paced, uh, a lot of different variety of weapon types, of environment types. It it felt like a very different pace of game to the first one, and mm. I can certainly see the rationale for, hey, if we're going to make Splatoon 3 as much of a mechanical diversion, it may not make sense to just keep adding content to 2. If we mm. want to have like Splatoon three, this one I don't know um, has all these various mechanics that change up the flow of like the the pace of a match. Yeah. Um. So I I'm curious to f- see more, and I hope that it has. I hope that thing at the start of the trailer was a suggestion that it has some kind of cool, interesting single player mode. I mean, we had an okay single player mode on yeah Splatoon yeah. two. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it's. An even better single yeah, player that mode. Would be nice. Um, but like I, I will. I really enjoyed playing Splatoon with you for a while, and yeah. I feel like a year from now, I think I'll be ready to play more Splatoon. I mean, yeah. I mean, by that point, it will have been wow, far too long since you played Splatoon. It will have been five years since Splatoon Two came out, which is not like a ridiculous period of no, time to release fair. a sequel. No, that's fair. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel that long ago, really. Yeah, time... I guess it's because we lost the year. The year that never was. Yeah, the the year that never was has kind of fucked up perception of time a bit, huh? It really has. Also, like, the, I think it was... I, like, one of the reasons I stopped playing Splatoon 2 is because my Joy-Con started to drift. Yeah. Because you can't really play that game with drifty Joy-Cons. Yes. Well, now you've got good Joy-Cons. I do. And it'd be nice to get back into that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else this week? Yes. So I've had this theory for a little while about like a lot of the art that I really enjoy, like abstract art, Mm. that it probably involves maths and not actually sitting down and drawing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, And as you know, I've been learning Blender recently. Yes. Or at least fanning about with it. Learning is a bit lofty for hey, what you've, I've been doing. You've been making things in it. You've made things with it. Constructed things. Very few of them have actually like stuck in my head. I mean, they don't need to. You you made them. You, I, you did it. I, I did. I made them. You made things in Blender. I did make Therefore, something. you are learning. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So I watched a, a, a series of videos about animation notes uh, in Blender by someone called Chris P on YouTube. Chris P? Not Chris P. Chris P. <laughs> um, so it was like a video of like how to do like sci-fi style like HUD things, like swirly circles. Mm. And it, it was just this fascinating look at like, what if programming, but with art? Okay, so we're going to make this thing, and it, it makes uh, this pile of things uh, travel around a circle and drop one thing off per X number of degrees, and rather than doing the maths ourselves, we're going to put like a whole series of variables in, divide this number by this number, and then drop one off every however many of those you've got left over, and make, like say, segments of a clock. Say you've got like 12 of these little things, and you're going to drop them off around a circle and, and and that's based on like uh how much time you're doing so say you wanted to do that over the course of 100 frames it's like oh, okay that's pretty cool okay yeah now we're going to do a thing where it hides the uh the bl- the pile of things before you start dropping them off that that's also very cool okay now we're going to make it so you can just have that as just a program that yeah. you stick like um, like just a, a, a set programming node that you can reuse for anything. Like, okay, so now we want to put triangles at a slightly different um, distance from the, the center of this thing. And we want them to start like at 50 frames and there to be less of them. So you put like the number, the start frame, the end frame. And like, then you've suddenly got like, here's the thing dropping 12 off and here's the thing dropping like eight little triangles off. It's like, okay, okay. That that's very cool. Okay, now we're going to do something completely different with this. We're just going to add like a whole extra feature, and you can just reuse this whole programming node for whatever the fuck you want. Nice. Um, and eventually, like, okay, now we're going to do like some bouncing in circles. So you've got like some extra extra features on this thing. I was like, just seeing this going. This is programming for art, and I kind of love it, but also it's way over my head. What, you're not ready to geometry your way to art? <laughs> no, that's why I don't make good computer graphics. This is this is why I enjoy other people's maths art. I do. There's that wonderful Twitter account I followed that's just like, here's an equation and the, the beautiful thing it made. Like fractals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you must you must link me this one. I don't think I've seen it. I think I think I showed you a couple of examples of them. Mayhaps so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that reminds me, I've got an art commission to get on with. <laughs> oh yes, oh. time, time. <laughs> There's no such thing as time. Who who whoever said there was time? They lied. No, no. There's no time. There's no time. There's no free time. <laughs> who has free time? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so it was absolutely fascinating and I look forward to fiddling about with that maybe because I think it might be quite cool to be like just here is my weird cool swirly animation thing that happens on like um, my, my, my streams or something like yeah. and subscribe <laughs> yeah, you made a nice uh, geometric thing that's sort of oh, waves did, yeah. Yeah. I made the swirly waves, it's a five second loop but I, we watched it for nearly an hour at the end of my last stream nice because we got to the end of Final Fantasy 8 and we were just like, just going to do a quiz now <laughs> while we watched the beautiful pattern in the background <laughs> yay <laughs> so hypnotic and then I spent most of Sunday designing 
a weird abstract 80s style world to go on my um, bedroom programmer SoundCloud. Ooh. It's very pretty. And very bleak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bleak. Uh, what about you? Have you got anything else? That's all I've watched really this week. Oh, what do you think? What about you? Oh, uh, no, that I can go and listen to. Yep, that's everything. Well then, time for this. Got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, have you can have heard of of an ad blocker? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, but what if not that? I mean, then I'd probably get uh, the regular amount of ads that a uh, that a usual person gets in their web browsing experience. But what if you had more ads? More ads. Do you remember? You remember television? Yeah. Like commercial television? Yeah, when you used to have to watch like three minutes of adverts every 15 minutes or so. Yeah, don't you long for those nostalgic days when you could learn about all the the great value offers? Not, not really. And and the new phones and the new shiny things. No, not, not really. And the, 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 like, the personal grooming stuff that makes you feel bad. I, I really don't miss that. And the toiletries that make you feel bad. I really don't miss that. And the male enhancement that you don't need. I really don't need that. <laughs> you just throw it at men you think lack something. <laughs> Enhance, man. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> Throwing these pills at you. <laughs> the internet said they make you more enhanced. Oh, well, right. that's not what this is. An no. What what is what is this an advert for? Not not, not ad blocker. Not, not man enhancer. No, and not ad enhancer. Oh, yeah. It's like the opposite of an ad blocker. You get more adverts into your life streamlined. Is is anyone asking for this? Adenhancer.lol.net. Enter the code QMPS one five six, and you you can get more adverts in your life. You could hear about fucking Audible <laughs> every three minutes for the rest of eternity. Uh, I'm reading the bottom of the copy. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the national ad age... Oh, okay. The, okay. The, it's just the people who make ads want this. Ah, AdSense. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's Ad Enhancer. Enter the code QFPS156. If you want to be advertised at yet more. I'm sure someone out there wants this. No one we know. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh, yeah, we've uh, recently laid off a whole bunch of people. Yeah, was that yeah. that whole uh, thing where we, you know, told them a couple of days before, like, oh, we're really happy with all your progress and we can't yeah. wait to talk about funding for next year. Yeah, well, we talked about funding and they were not funded. Yeah, yeah, it's a little scummy, maybe, but you know, didn't want them leaking it to the press or anything, right? I mean, it, it's uh, we got all those, you know, lockdown contracts. Exactly, People can't, can't talk about can't things. Pre-warn them we're going to take one no. of the jobs. So we have a problem. We we fired all those people. Yeah, one of the games they were working on is broken, and we fired literally everyone who worked on it. Okay. We have literally no one left who knows what what was going on in that code and how to fix it. Right, so... Mod support. Ooh. I mean, 
this is a hell of a thing to try and tell people to mod. The game doesn't load past the, the initial loading screen. Mods. Community mods. We're releasing mod tools to the community and we'll just send them all the dev kit. Well, I mean, that's an option. Yeah. I have I have another option. Sure, Another sure. possible one. Sure. Um, do you reckon we can get away with going to the people we just fired and going, oh, that was all a big misunderstanding. Uh, would you like Ooh, to... You. Yeah, come, come back to work for us. Uh, yeah. We'll hire you back on. It was all a silly goof. Get them enjoy to spend... a goof, right? Yeah, Thanks. get them to spend like two days fixing the yeah. bug and then fire them again. What's... Oh, I get to double fire them. Exactly. Like what's, what's the shortest period of time after they fix the bug that between them fixing the bug and us firing them that you think we can get away with? I think it's when they hit post, isn't it? As, as long as they hit post and we check it actually worked and they didn't just put like, you know, fuck you electronic actor softworks on the loading screen. That's yeah. my only concern. Do we have anyone that can actually check that? I mean, no, but they'll be thankful for the work, probably. We'll get one of the more loyal interns to do it. Yeah. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what are we putting your hammies? Uh, not a lot this week. It's been another busy work week. I'm nearly out the other end of that. Um, I listened to a track called Fine, Comma, Great by Modern Baseball. Uh, it's a sort of acoustic guitar track with a really unique vocal line that's a little bit grungy. Um, about wanting to focus on other people's problems, because that's easier than focusing on your own. Which I think is a relatable mood. Yep. Uh... Other than that, the only thing I really listened to this week is I I put on the My Chemical Romance LA Shrine reunion show, uh, doing my whole like, uh, uh, I was I'm just probably not gonna be that MCR show in the UK this year. I'm just gonna put that show on and. Well, I'm talking about re- ending lockdown by like June twenty first. Yeah, I'm not sure how much I believe that. I'm not sure how much I believe that we will be like. Full stadium concert by July. We'll see. I'm more concerned, is it safe? Especially since they're saying, like, second injections probably won't even be finished until August. And plus, with our government, they'll probably fuck it up. Exactly. So I had that, like, I don't want to get my hopes up that that MCR UK show is happening, uh, is going to happen this year. I need it in my veins. I need need just, like, a little hit of live (laughs) MCR in my veins. So I put on that good, like, multicam recording Mm -hmm. of that Shrine show and just put that on while I was working and was like, this this will tide me over until that show eventually happens Uh, one day. One day. One day. One day more. Uh, what about you? What you uh, listen to this week? Oh, it's it's been a lot of catch-up stuff. I caught up with Stella Firma. Because I watched... Li- I listened to the latest episode and I was like, I'm sure there I'm missing information from the previous episode. Like, it hasn't stuck in. So I went back to have a listen and I realised I'd listened to eight minutes, got distracted and not <laughs> gone back to it. I've been there before. ADHD. Uh, yeah, there was that. Uh listened to some more SCP archives today. Yeah. Some good horror stuff there. Um, yeah, I listened to a really interesting one. Let me see if I can find the number on it. About this um, place at like the the edge of the universe or mm-hmm. outside even the universe and it's it's very dark and people are kind of sad and poetic there and the the world is very weird it's 
it's difficult to explain without sort of giving too much of the general plot away, but it's just this weird, bleak place. Uh, yeah, SCP-5005 Lamplight. Mm. Um, and it's just about this place sort of between a few universes, and it's sad and dark and, um, yeah. And, and, and people are very curious about it, and people seem to live a lot longer that live on this place. But, like... Bilbo Baggins with the ring, feeling a bit sort of stretched and worn as a result of it. Um, oh, and another one was uh, SCP-2273, Major Alexei um, Belithrov, which is about s- some kind of Russian soldier who falls through and from another dimension, mm. where, like, everybody lives underground and there is, like, this constant war going on. And there are these alien creatures called engineers that they found underground who are making this armour that you have to be fitted for as a child and it grows with you and it's incredibly painful to have. But it will save your life and it will tell you how to do fights good. And yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of bleak because it goes on from like... He's an SCP to them realising that he's not actually that dangerous to everyone in the future has found out about the SCP Foundation. So he's just allowed to kind of go out into the world. And it's about him sort of getting used to the fact, firstly, the fact that he's in a different universe, then the fact that he's now free in this other universe. And he doesn't really know how to cope being completely different from everyone here. Mm. And it's, it's, it's Quite a sad little story. What very good writers on on the SCP archives. Yeah, I I intend to catch up on my podcast backlog at some point soon. Just I need to get out of writing season. Yeah, it has been work, 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 work. It's it's been a month of just go, 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 go work. It's nearly it's nearly done. It's nearly done. The mm. the book I'm working on at the moment's nearly done, and then I'm sort of. Nothing on the plate for a little bit. Not a thing. Ah. Uh, uh, what about you? You got anything else you've listened to? Um, I listened to uh, Sonic... Uh, well, I listened to the Casino Night Zone Act 1 from Sonic 3. Ooh. It's a track that randomly pops up in my head a lot. I haven't played the game in years. But every now and again it's like... Um, and also, I wrote a new track. You did! It's sort of vaguely disco vibes, and it's called Dum Diddy. Because the bass line goes Dum Diddy Dum Diddy Dum Diddy Dum Diddy. It's a pretty cool track! Uh, apparently so, because I can't stop listening to it. I've listened to it like 15 times today. I'm yeah. very happy with that one. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hopefully getting some more time over the next couple of days to try and make some money. Oh, I'm glad you're happy with this one. Yeah, it's, it's 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 always nice to enjoy your own creations. To make a thing and go, yeah, I did a good one. I like that. As opposed to, you know, my usual state of going, it's crap. I don't look at it. Don't look at my thing. That's... But also, please support and share my thing. <laughs> That's 99% of people with 99% of their work projects. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, please share this and support me financially, but also it's terrible. Don't look at it. It's terrible. It's the worst thing. And I'm sure in like a month or so, I'll go back to it and go, I can see all of the problems with it now. But right now, I'm just really enjoying it. Enjoy that period of time. Yeah, it's, it's probably the most time I've spent on a track and the most complex track 
and the the sort of most like feeling like actual music type track that I've done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm hoping that this is the start of me having learned some things and put them into practice. You've learned lots of things. You've been making really cool stuff. It's it's making it more and better and and honing the skill. Yay! Hone hone. I got a poking. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. That was the last thing. Well then, time for this. Oh, what another beautiful day in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got all these uh, brick new uh, new features. Do you like the fact that I took all the chairs out of this meeting room? Oh, that's uh, that's that's wonderful. That's innovation. That's change. And change innovation. is always good. Yeah, we love it. We love it. We love all the good stuff. So I uh, love a bit of change. And I've noticed that a lot of people are not uh, purchasing our new uh, paid premium version of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, clearly we've not changed enough of the functionality to make it, you know, worth buying yet. Yeah, I mean, like, we've we've, we've refused to show people the things they're subscribed to. We've refused to promote channels that are producing excellent content. We have the most stunning selection of Nazis that anyone could ever ask for. Exactly, exactly. So I've got some ideas of things we could try that maybe will be the thing to get people excited about YouTube again. Sure, sure, What if we did, uh, I've been working on this feature called Mirror Subscriptions, where... Uh, you try and subscribe to a channel you like, and what we actually do is we subscribe you algorithmically to the exact opposite of that channel. Yeah. We go find their exact polar opposite on the mirror line, and we go we go subscribe you to them. Okay, yeah, yeah, I noticed, like, if you click on, like, Jim Sterling, it's like, PewDiePie! Exactly. Larky Dale, PewDiePie! Exactly. The polar opposite of most things is PewDiePie. Yeah, I mean, all things right and decent, PewDiePie. Yeah. It is. What about you? What you got working? What you cooking up? Yeah, so basically we we've, we've found, as I said, like a lot of people aren't buying our pre- premium service, you know, like to the PewDiePie channel. Yeah. And uh, I figured like the easiest way to do that was maybe we could advertise the ability to get ad-free version of our platform. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can escape all the audible ads. Not just the Audible ads, but what if we just filled out just tons and tons and tons of adverts for YouTube Premium? (gasps) Was the problem there weren't enough ads? Exactly. So they're not finding enough of a problem, so we create a bigger problem. Oh, wonderful. I've heard of this great product called uh, Ad Enhancer. That'll sort us right out. Exactly. We'll get them. We'll just flood them with adverts for our paid premium service. And then people will have to come to us. Exactly. You're very smart. Yeah, I, I, you're very smart, too. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Anyway, I'm going for some kale on a jog. <laughs> right then, right then. So, uh... We're working on the new mobile game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but I think it's, it's less about the game itself, more about how we'll market it. So, what, what are we proposing for this game? Uh, I'm thinking we have some adverts that have some partial nudity. Maybe oh, some, big old titties. Yeah, maybe some sort of uh, taglines that come up sometimes that are like, oh, you won't last more than a few minutes in this game. Oh, oh. yes, yes, yes. And maybe we could have like some video stuff where it's comparing two almost identical... <laughs> A women and one of them like is smiling where the other one isn't. And, uh, well, you got to make it really obvious. One of them's wearing like a pirate hat or something. It's like only geniuses can spot the difference here. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a spot the difference. We'll put some text at the bottom and imply that there's probably some kind of RPG elements. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have an ad that uh, suggests it's like an escape room. Oh, yeah, like little, uh, like keys you slide the things and in the side of the things across. Yes, yes. But none of that's actually in the game. Oh, no, no of course no, not. No, of course no, not. No. Very difficult, very difficult. What about some, uh, like a whole CG trailer of things oh, exactly. exploding? And a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, paid sponsorships where people talk about how it's the most engaging game they've ever played. Oh, we can put it in the first twenty seconds of their YouTube video. Oh, exactly, exactly. Includes paid promotion, but they have to go on and on and on about it. Exactly. And you know, it's like five minutes, and they have to show where they've got to in the game. Yes, yes. So, okay. uh, do you know what what the type of game R and D have got? Um, they've got a very rudimentary match three game. Will that do? Yeah, that'll do, yeah. I mean, that is, that, that's games, isn't it? I, as far as I'm aware, take, that's that's video games. Take the things, match them together. That's, them. that's video games, right? That's there. video games, yeah. Questions, sir, let's have questions. What's the questions? First question comes from Samuel West. Hi! Hi! Uh, and ask the question, why? I ask myself that all the time. I wish I had an answer. Everyone's always asking why, but no one cares to ask how! When? Which? Oh no, there's a whole magazine for that. Yeah. <laughs> print media still exists, apparently. Uh, Tricky asks, Phoenix, Fee, Nix, Feen, Nixie, Feeny, or Squeenix? Which one is best? (laughs) I have enjoyed Squeenix for many years. (laughs) However, (laughs) Phoenix, excellent. Yep. Big fan of Nix also. I have accidentally said Feeny at least once, (laughs) and it made me very happy. (laughs) And it made them very happy. So, (laughs) there we go. Oh, what about you? What, what? You summed up my thoughts very well. There we go. Wait, you also accidentally said Feeny? I, I've, I've, I've got, I have stumbled over Feeny in my mouth. See, Feeny just stumped, just, just trips off the tongue. <laughs> I wish, wish they'd stay there a bit longer. <laughs> uh, Haley Snaley asks, "How are you doing today?" Tired. Uh, just tired. Fetch me the screaming titties. Oh. Uh, I, I, I spent my day being just like low-key anxious and waiting for meetings It's been that kind of a day I spent my day trying to catch up with the fact that I'm taking a little bit of time off from one job And that means that I've got to make sure that I've done twice as much work To account for the fact that I won't be there Ooh. Yay! Uh, yeah, you know, exhausted, and, and, and no, nothing, nothing, nothing better in, in future. T- tired, but excited about the stuff I have spent this month getting tired by. You do good stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, petting cats, great or perfect? Clearly perfect. I yeah. can't run my eyes on demand. I can sometimes do it. Can't do it on demand. Uh, Phoenix do hi, baby. Uh, if you could no clip at will, how would your days go? Uh, I I don't know. You got any thoughts? I would just fuck with capitalists. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd move all the money out of a bank vault and just put it just outside the bank, <laughs> just on the street. <laughs> um, I would like. I would like stand inside Jeff Bezos 
Be like, ah, 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 I'm not touching you. Ah, I'm not touching you. Ah, 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 ah. Just, till he just surrendered and gave up all his money. Same with Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty good use of that. Pretty good use. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck with capitalism. Annoy know, the piss uh, out of Boris Johnson. Uh, Convince Keir Starmer to grow a fucking spine. You know what I could would do if I could no clip? Mm-hmm. I'd... Go, go out and enjoy the outside, not fearing germs getting me in in the germ tanks. The germs would just phase right through me. Yeah, I have no clip uh, through Yeah, them. I suppose I, I could just go and like just go and see all the people I just haven't seen. From like yeah. in a field, you wouldn't be able to have a hug because you'd no clip through them. But you could you could go good. see them. Could go and see them. Hi, hello, hello. Um, I'm incorporeal right now. But imagine uh, that I'm a hologram that just had to walk a very long way because no clips. Constant no clips. Yeah, yeah. I was I walked through a mountain at one point, <laughs> just because <laughs> it's very boring in there. Oh, I've seen sediment like oh, like you wouldn't believe. I've seen so many sedimentary rocks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe go to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, just have a look around. Not worry about all the pressure. Can if if I'm no clipped, can I just like float upwards for a bit? I think you'd have to walk upwards. Okay, if I can walk upwards, can I just go visit space? No clip up and visit space. Oh god, I've just realised if you no clip, like the world would just fucking take off without you, and you'd never catch it again. We're we're doing localized no. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, cause, yeah, because thinking about it, like, as soon as you no-clip, the Earth's just like, pew, I can't run that fast. Selective no-clip. <laughs> I'll see you in, like, a billion years, I guess. The video game rules no-clip. Yeah. You can no-clip without the video game world moving underneath you. Yep. There we go. Yeah. You, you brought weird real-world logic into this now. <laughs> Sorry, once again, I made things bleak. I, well, you didn't make it bleak. You made it logically consistent. <laughs> Uh, Alice the Gay's Dungeon Owl asks, Why do I frequently suffer hypothermia in my own home, even if it's 25 degrees C indoors? That sounds like a medical thing that you should like a ask a doctor about. That doesn't sound yeah. like standard health behaviour. No. As as someone who has very bad circulation, maybe it's that. Yeah. Maybe it's a circulatory issue. Maybe, maybe, maybe ask this to a doctor and not to a... A couple of queer trans ladies. Couple of queer trans ladies with a podcast. <laughs> we 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 are not qualified for medical advice. No, this is not a medical advice show, and no. our advice should not be followed. The the only medical advice we can give you is probably see a doctor about that. Probably see a doctor about that. Yeah, and not a herbalist. Uh mm. <laughs> <laughs> You need medicine. <laughs> Your weed dealer doesn't count. <laughs> or less. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not a doctor, so I can't prescribe or not prescribe that. But there you go. <laughs> um, that's all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors? Yeah. Right, Larry. Right, Larry. How you doing? Um, feeling, feeling a bit rough on the old throat there, mate. Yeah, yeah, been a, been a rough on the a rough day on the voices. It has, yeah, been, been a lot of voices going on today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've, been, you've been talking much. 
Oh, you know, you know, uh, having been on social media. Oh, oh. I know, terrible, terrible. Oh, I wouldn't, mate. It's not safe. I know, I know. But uh, I saw a, a conversation going on. I, I, I had uh, some thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all too often, you see on social media, people in various minority groups getting uh, very frequently asked to have opinions and uh, thoughts about every piece of media that sort of pertains to them. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you get people like, well, you're one of them, innit? So uh, yeah. I want you to explain it all to me, and uh, you need to have uh, an opinion about every aspect of this thing immediately ready. Yep. You know, you, 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 and you need to be able to speak for the whole of your community. Oh, well. yeah, that too, that Regardless too. Regardless of intersectionality, you need to speak for the entire community of everyone that you are that that thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you, I saw a lot of it going around with that uh, that, that terrible film by that person, Sia, the, uh, the film with the autistic character. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of a lot of it going around of uh, people people on, on social media I know who are autistic being very uh, very much badgered with questions about, well, have you watched it? Uh, what, what do you think of it? If you haven't watched it, well, can you watch it so you can tell me what you think about it? And that's a lot of emotional <laughs> labour to expect of someone. That, and a, a lot of them are probably thinking, no, I've already read all the takes on it. I don't need to go and see it myself and give it money. Exactly. You know, I don't need to spend money to see it myself to know that the things that people online have said are bad are bad, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, there's a real expectation of emotional labour and a sort of expectation that people of minority groups should have to be experts on every piece of representation that occurs around them. Yeah, yeah. I had one recently, a friend of mine was asked to give a talk at their work, you yeah. know, explaining, you know, what it is about being, you know, non-binary and, and basically having to explain to an entire company and act as the, the sole voice of the non-binary community to them. And, you know, that apparently that talk went quite well, very draining though. But now they're being expected to put together a whole package for explaining it to team managers for sensitivity. That's, that's that is a huge amount of work and emotional labour that should be paid to people who are you know have opted to be consultants to you know do that kind of emotional labour. Yeah, and you can pretty much guarantee that that they were never going to be given more money for you know providing this whole information. Oh, of course, pack. of course. You know, it is never. I want to know what your opinion of this thing is, or I want you to explain this for money it's i don't want to google it do it do do it for me you work here do the emotional labor for me yeah clap, clap. come on get on with it exactly like it it, it it needs to be okay for people in in various minority groups to be able to say hey i do not feel up to doing that emotional labor go do the research yourself or even just like here is a charity or a group that specifically does advocate work for, you know, whatever section of a community yeah. you're in. Go to them. They've probably got guidebooks and packs and all sorts of things specifically for this. Or, or even just offer to pay for the emotional labour you are requesting. Well, it's not always necessarily just the emotional labour. It's the fact that you've got a person who isn't necessarily a spokesperson or even, you know, necessarily a um, an activist. They're yeah. just somebody in the community. They don't have all the answers. They can't be expected to explain everything for everyone. They're just a person who wants to get on with their life and not be discriminated at work, which is yeah. why it came up in the first place. Yeah. And now, you know, they're being expected to do all this extra work. It's like, well go to these places places like stonewalls a lot of them have like a pack that you can just get as an employer do you want to understand this 
Yeah. Or even if you want to write policies, they all get together with you. I don't know if there is, you know, money involved in that. Probably. But they will, you know, they will help write policies. I have worked at a place where Stonewall have helped write their equality policy. Yeah. You know, to make sure they are getting the language right around, you know, certain groups of people. And if training needs to be done, they have people that can do that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's your log. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, good on. Good oh, good on, mate. Good on, mate. Ah, go have a cup of tea and go have a thought, Dad. Yeah, yeah, nice one, nice one. So, Laura. Yes? Where can we find Yoomst upon this great internet? Laura K. Buzz is pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, Twitch, I stream at Laura K. Buzz Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. YouTube, every Friday I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a YouTube show about accessibility and representation in games. Heck yeah. Yeah. I've got books. There is Uncomfortable Labels. That's out now. It's about being a gay autistic trans woman. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. It's a coffee table book, a video game character, butt reviews and illustrations. There's Gender Euphoria, which is releasing on June 10th, 2021. Uh... That is an anthology of non-cis people just having positive real-life, good gender-affirming stories. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in the future, I have a children's illustrated book coming out that I will have more information about soon when it has a final name and a date. Also, there's podcasts. Pixel Squirt is about video game character pornography. There's uh, Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. And there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, every season's a self-contained story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and as of next week, season eight. Oh, I've oh, I've got secrets and plans for my new character. Secrets and plans. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited for everyone to meet my new character. I'm on another podcast that, that you're on as well. I'll tell you yeah. about that. Uh, that's, that'll, be, that'll be that polyamory. Um, the new episode of that should have gone up the day before this did, so check that out. Um, yeah, we're having lots of fun with that one. You've you've left the Celestial Tavern, you've done Met Some Gods, and uh, Dusty has caused some issues at a party. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh. It's a D and D five E real play podcast with questionable morals. Those are the best kind of morals, I believe. Uh, I got a Twitch stream on Thursdays around seven thirty UK time. Uh, I'm on Twitter, YouTube. I have Stone Monkey Radio blog where I write reviews and stuff. I have a Redbubble. We've got a Facebook group. We have a SoundCloud where you might be listening to this now. Um, or you know you can listen to my other SoundCloud bedroom program where I make music such as Dum Diddy and Blue on a Motorcycle. You can listen to those tracks all over there. All of my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. But the most important one is my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio for as little as one dollar per month. Just one shiny dollar. Uh, you can help me justify 76-hour work week and explain why I'm tired all the time and hoping that people will enjoy the things that I make. That's everything. All right. These things out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger.